I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. The man across the studio from me is Scott Chasen. My cats are off this week. Uh, Scott, so I'm all relaxed and rested. Nice. You, you seem that way, Fitz. And I, look, I would just say that no teams in the Sunflower State got a football win in Big 12 play. So Kansas, Kansas State on equal footing this week. Yeah, a really rare thing in college football this weekend when both Alabama and Kansas lost yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> Rarely ever happens. You can interact with us on social media at Facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page, and remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version. That means there's no pictures. <laughs> that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at GoPowerCat.com. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Fitz, there were no pictures of Kansas State playing a Big 12 football game nope, because none. Kansas State enjoyed its off week as the other top teams in the Big 12 beat up on each other. Are the Wildcats poised to make a run at the Big 12 at a Big 12 championship here over the back half of the season? Wow. I mean, it does set up nicely for K-State. I mean, they go to TCU next weekend for what is just an enormous game now between the two unbeaten teams in league play. Then you come home and play host to Oklahoma State and Texas back-to-back. I'm telling you what, just all stacks up for K-State to have a great opportunity, but this is their proving ground. This is the stretch they need to get through. And it's kind of amazing when you look back at the schedule that opening with Oklahoma ended up not being a big deal. Now, it's just funny how the context of a season can spell out. And, and of course, Iowa State is struggling too, but they nearly beat Texas. This conference just fascinates me, Scott. And it's going to come down to so much who's healthy. And that's the thing is K-State came out of that win at uh, in Ames against Iowa State so beaten up that some guys probably wouldn't have played this weekend if they had a game. And I think that might include Deuce Vaughn. So having the bye week fall where it did was just enormous for the Cats. Now they can kind of get healthy and uh, rested up because here we go. I mean, this this coming down the stretch is really something else, and it's going to be a real test for Kansas State. But they seem poised. And what are we seeing around the conference? Injured quarterbacks. KU's got one. TCU might have one. We've, we've seen it go on all over the league now. They probably need to keep Adrian Martinez as healthy as possible. But, boy, Scott, in this league, that's awfully hard to do because the defense is – kind of step up once in a while and, and really kind of punish you, which Iowa State did to K-State. I'm, I'm just going to be fascinated to see how this league plays out because there's really no one jumping out at me, Scott, that tells me this is the best team. I thought it was Oklahoma State until the second half, and we'll get to that a little bit, but boy, Kansas State is in a good position to make a run. They really control their own 
you know, fate at this point, if they can start rattling off wins, they could get a pretty good stranglehold on a position to be in the Big 12 Championship. We will see how it plays out starting Saturday night in Fort Worth. Yeah, Fitz, it's, this is kind of like the meat of the Big 12 schedule and for a lot of these teams, and you just saw Kansas start its kind of murderer's row stretch, mm -hmm. starting with TCU, then at Oklahoma. Now K-State's entering one of them. I think these next two, three, four weeks around the Big 12, we're going to learn a lot about a lot of teams, and I think you're right. A, a win in this first game, K-State, TCU, uh, whichever team comes out of that game, you, you, you're going to start looking at that Big 12 championship game. Yeah. And particularly TCU, since they've already got that win over Oklahoma State, um, that could be just enormous for the Frogs. But Cats need that to kind of stay in position that they're in right now. Well, Scott, Kansas dropped its second straight game, losing 52-42 against Oklahoma. What was the biggest issue for Kansas against the Sooners? Well, Fitz, against TCU, I, I thought Kansas played complimentary football and, and probably just lost to a better team at the end of that game, but it was close. It was down to the wire. It was down to the last possession. Um, I don't know what the opposite of complimentary is, but that is the kind of football that Kansas played in this game. I mean, look, uh, this game was 14-14. to I know Kansas scored a lot of points. They ended up with 42, which is a very good total. But Fitz, this game was won and lost in the first half. It was 14-14. to The Kansas defense got a fumble recovered. By Oklahoma, it was kind of a freak play where Dylan Gabriel kind of it was an option play, just sort of dropped the ball. After that point, the KU offense went three and out, three and out, very athletic interception that you see there, and three and out. Four drives in a row, three three and outs, and an interception, and that allowed that allowed Oklahoma to take control of this game. They went up 35-14 um, and really never looked back from there. Now, again, coming out of half, the offense had another chance. It was a 14-point game. They could have moved the ball, but. Um, Jason Bean threw his second interception of the game. And, you know, Jason Bean was up and down. The offense did score 42 points. They got it going late. But Fitz, obviously, the other side of the ball, the defense was not very good at all. Uh, and, and the defense struggled with a few different aspects of Oklahoma. Obviously, the athleticism uh, of the Sooners really bothered KU. Kansas couldn't slow them down. The Sooners also spent less than five minutes on the field with their first two drives of the game. That tells you they were going tempo and they weren't excuse me, they weren't subbing. That's been a big thing that KU has done this year, where basically any time an opponent has subbed, KU has switched its entire defensive line and oftentimes other players on the field. They feel good about having two platoons in that D-line, although for this game, Lonnie Phelps, the Jayhawks' best pass rusher, was dinged up, and Jacoby Bryant, the Jayhawks' best cornerback, also got dinged up in this one as well. Um, but Oklahoma didn't sub. Oklahoma tried a new strategy. They kept the same personnel all the way down the field the whole time. It wore the Jayhawks out early. It caught them off guard. Um, at least it appeared to, to me. And Fitz, the offense scored points in this one. Uh, but I, I didn't think the offense played that well, especially in the first mm -hmm. half, and the defense was just a disaster all game. KU has to win games with its offense. So when you have that stretch, again, three and out, three and out, interception, three and out in the first half of a game, you can't rely on this defense to keep you in games like that. KU was playing from behind the whole game, and they really never had a chance to turn it around. Yeah, defense was just, I'm sorry, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, they just couldn't stop Oklahoma. Uh, but if I'm Oklahoma, I'm still really worried about my defense because that was pretty stinky too. They, as you said, they just had enough stops to get the win. Yeah, for sure. Well, Fitz, TCU and Oklahoma State collided Saturday in Fort Worth with the Horned Frogs scoring two fourth-quarter touchdowns, force overtime, eventually winning 43-40. It was a great game. Uh, TCU and K-State are both 3-0 in the Big 12, and those teams meet Saturday in Fort Worth. What do you think? Can the Wildcats win another road game against maybe one of the best teams in the Big 12, if not the best team? You know, it's incredible how the schedule has stacked up for Kansas State. Three of their first four Big 12 games are on the road. 
And granted, there's an off week in there, but that still does add up a lot of wear and tear. And they've all been night games, so that means the team is getting back late in the you know, early morning hours. Uh, so that is less than ideal moving into the next week for the next game. But uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of glued to the TV watching TC and Oklahoma State. These are two really good teams. But I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how Oklahoma State lost this game. They were up 17 in the first half. They were up 14 in the fourth quarter and just kept opening the door and TCU finally stormed through. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how good TCU is. I'll be blunt here. They are good, but I, I, are they Big 12 worthy or was this just good fortune to having this game at home because in Stillwater, it's probably an Oklahoma State win fairly easily. So now Kansas State has to go face that same thing. They get back-to-back -back home games against teams they're contending with for the Big 12 championship game. And now K-State's got a chance full with, with TCU. But, boy, Scott, if you can swipe three out of four on the road with wins, you are in a really strong position heading into the back portion of the schedule where you have three out of five at home. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fascinating to me to see if Kansas State can find a way to win and how good TCU can be in back-to-back -back weekends because they were pretty darn good in the second half. Uh, but I, I still think they're a vulnerable team. I still think that Oklahoma State's better, but not on this day. So that actually works out to K-State's advantage. Yeah, well, Fitz, I will say this about TCU, and I'm probably a little bit higher on them than you are. Um, I, I would just say the way they profile, right, big playmakers on the outside, lots of team speed, offense and defense, they've got a quarterback they feel great about. If you, if you did kind of like a blind resume, you'd say great Big 12 powerhouse for sure. But to your point, they're playing a lot of close games here. They were mm -hmm. close against Kansas. They got down early against Oklahoma State. So something isn't totally clicking, even though they've yet to be, to be kind of burned by it yet. Uh, this is a huge game, like I said, for both teams. I think you agree. Really, whoever wins this game is in a much more advantageous position than a lot of teams around the league, although obviously Oklahoma State's right around the corner for K-State. Midway through the season, and we have TCU and Kansas State playing a key game. Mm -hmm. Sure, like we all predicted. <laughs> Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, will Kansas at 5-1 and one reach bowl eligibility if quarterback Jalen Daniels does not return? We'll talk about his play and potential return a little later. You look at the results, A, yes, 7 plus wins, 58%. B, yes, 6 and 6, 33%. So, Fitz, that's 91% of people thinking Kansas will not lose out. Wonder if that will change or would change at all if people watch this last game. Hmm. I, I don't think they'll lose out. I don't know who they're going to beat, but they'll <laughs> find a way. Here's this week's question. What was your biggest issue with the preseason Big 12 hoops poll that A, KU was picked for second behind Baylor, B, that K-State was picked last, or C, Texas getting a first place vote from a drunk voter. <laughs> D, other, no problem. Vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Fitz, I'm pretty sure Texas either got like a first place Big 12 vote or a number one vote or something in the AP poll one week too. So someone's just given Texas some level though. That, that was the coaches. So yeah. um, we'll see who voted for them. But that will do it for this half of the two minute drill. But we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, 
feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Welcome back as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, basketball season is almost here, and as mentioned, the Big 12 preseason basketball poll was released last week with Kansas State picked for last in Jerome Tang's first season. Fitz, do you think K-State is going to surprise some people this year? I, I do, um, but, you know, I, how much, I'm not sure. Someone has to be picked for last, and there's so much uncertainty around this Kansas State roster, returning just two players from last year, and with a bunch of new guys, a wholesale change over in the roster, a reinvention of the K-State program to bring in Jerome Tang's guys. They've got good players. Keontae Johnson was the SEC preseason player of the year a few years ago as a sophomore before his his health issues. If he can be back to where he was, he's going to be a lead guy for Kansas State. But they've got some other guys. And Naquan Tomlin, a junior college transfer, an intriguing story. A guy that grew up playing basketball in famous Rucker Park in New York City did not play high school basketball. Just played on the playground and then went to junior college and everyone is raving about him that he might be someone really special. It's going to be really interesting this first season because this really is a piece together roster. We knew that going in that um, there was problems with the roster. Bruce Weber had under recruited and maybe didn't have the quality of locker room that Jerome Tang wants to have. Something more of a reflection of what he had as associate head coach at Baylor under Scott Drew. And they went out and found a lot of guys and they just didn't sign up the guys that wanted to play, that wanted a scholarship. They were very choosy about who they took. They passed on some players that they thought they were going to take because they just didn't seem to quite fit what Jerome Tang and the coaches want. I think that's a good sign. You're not just throwing together a roster full of guys. You're putting together a roster that maybe can foster a locker room that will set a tone for the program for years to come. Maybe they'll finish last. I don't know, um, Scott, but this this team has some potential there. And if Jerome Tang and the staff can get them molded together, it could be surprising somewhat. And let's be honest. I mean, when you got 10 teams in this league, usually six or seven, and maybe sometimes eight, will get into the NCAA tournament. So uh, K-State has an opportunity here to do something special under Jerome Tang. But boy, we know this. The bar was set awfully low with that yeah. poll. Yeah, and Fitz, sometimes that can be a blessing in disguise, right? When yeah. expectations are low, it can be a rallying cry to say, hey, no one believes in us. Let's, you know, come together and do something. I think especially in the first year of a new coach, you definitely have the opportunity to surprise people. I mean, look what Iowa State um, yep. did as, as a recent example of that. So would not shock me at all if K-State finishes a little higher. And, and quite frankly, I'll say I, I was actually surprised they were picked 10th. Yep. Okay. I, I was too, but maybe I'm, I didn't vote. They don't trust me with votes. Scott, Kansas was picked second, which is also shocking to be in the preseason basketball poll. One spot behind Baylor, 
What do you make of the basketball Jayhawks after watching their scrimmage at late night in the fog? Well, Fitz, there are two kinds of Kansas teams because Kansas has an elite program. There's the one kind that you say, okay, preseason top five, they're going to contend. Right. And then the other times that there's a lot of talent and a lot of really good pieces, and you got to figure out how they fit together. I think this is one of those teams, and that's coming off a national championship, obviously. Um, you know, first, let's talk about what Kansas does have. Kansas brings back two starters. One of them is Jalen Wilson, who had the chance to go to the NBA, could have been a second-round draft pick. And you would tend to think that NIL opportunities would help you keep a guy like that in town instead of chasing some money, especially after winning that national title. Dewan Harris, KU's point guard, is also back, and he's steady. He's not a, an elite scorer, but he's a very good defensive player, good passer, and so um, he'll be kind of a steady presence for this team. After that, okay, let's have some fun. KU brings in a, a top-rated freshman out of the state of Kansas and Grady Dick, who this team may need to be their best three-point shooter. You don't always want to rely on a freshman for that. Kevin McCullough is a transfer uh, from Texas Tech. He's a defensive, versatile wing that I think the Jayhawks think has a chance to be pretty good this year, but he's not really a shooter, and that could be said about a number of guys on this roster. Then you get to the five spot, where right now it's just kind of a question mark for KU. Not only who is going to take those minutes, but how Kansas is going to play. On one hand, they have Zach Clements. He's a floor-spacing big man. He's going to camp out behind the three-point line and shoot threes. Well, Bill Self doesn't normally play that way. Then you've got a couple of true freshmen, uh, Ernest Uday, Zuby Ejiofor. Uh, these are guys that are maybe further along than Bill Self expected, but they're not really post-up back-to-basket guys. They'd be freshmen again. They'd be kind of rim runner, set a ball screen and get to the basket sort of guys. So that will drastically change the way KU plays on offense, whichever direction they go. And then defensively, you may not have that anchor in the paint that you're used to on some of Bill Self's best teams. Fitz, I'm going to call my shot early. If this is a really good Kansas team, this will have to be one of Bill Self's best coaching jobs because there is a lot of uncertainty on this roster, a lot of talent, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of uncertainty, too, and Kansas is not often in that position. It reminds me of a quote from years ago when a K-State assistant told me their roster has a lot of shooters on it. They just don't have many makers. <laughs> so it's, it's easy to find shooters. More difficult to find the ones that actually make it. Yeah. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Darius Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. Well, Fitz, we didn't get to talk about this last week since the game was on Monday, and I was actually there. But the Chiefs Raiders wow. contest was the latest instance of referees leaving a large mark on the game, starting with the controversial rush, roughing the passer call. Does the NFL have an officiating problem? You're going to see it right here. Chris Jones, the first person ever to be holding the ball and called for roughing the passer. Unbelievable. And, and what's so funny about it is when they went back and the officials offered their explanation to post-game reporter, they got it completely wrong. They still didn't know what happened on the play. They, they just screwed it up. But here's the problem is, is up to that point, the, the Raiders were getting every call. Uh, and this was so outlandish. I've never seen a crowd turn so hostile that uh, the official, the white hat in this game, basically was terrified. You could hear it in his voice when he got on the mic later. This was an awful call. And this, this, this doesn't even fit what the rule is. If, if you're trying to break your fall, you're not falling on the quarterback with your whole weight, and he did try to break his fall. But he had the ball also. So, But the bigger problem here, Scott, was after that call. The Chiefs got every call. I've never seen a game where the officials were so blatantly involved in the outcome, first in favor of the Raiders and then just flipping the switch and making every call for the Chiefs. In a world in which we're now having a lot of sports betting out there, this has got to be really worrisome for the NFL. 
They, they don't want the perception that the integrity of the game isn't there, and the officials have been screwing up so much, you're beginning to wonder if something weird isn't going on because this game was completely manipulated by how the officials called the game in a way that you shouldn't be aware of while watching, and it was. Yeah, Fitz, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the officiating in some ways, they're asked to do some impossible things now with some of the rules protecting the quarterbacks. I don't think more reviews is the answer. We saw it with pass interference. It, it really didn't work because the referees didn't want to admit they were wrong with anything. But the right. problem is I, I don't have a perfect fix. And, and I will just add that we are taping this before Chiefs Bills. So for all we know, maybe there is another call in the very near future that will be affecting a game drastically. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Metal Arc. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. And our fan question this week is, when is Jalen Daniels coming back asking for a nervous Jayhawk? That is from Jay and Lawrence. So I don't know if it's Big J, Baby J, but Jay wants to know. Or actual Jay. Um, oh, Jay. Look, Jalen Daniels, <laughs> at this point, um, the KU coaches, Lance Leipold, Andy Kotelnicki, have said he's day-to-day. But now we're starting to hear a little bit of a different story. Pete Thamel of ESPN reporting that at the earliest, it'll be the start of November, November 5th against Oklahoma State that he could come back. But even then saying in that report that it's still ambiguous, it could still be week to week after that. Here's what we know. At minimum, this is going to be a four-week deal because that would be four weeks from the time he got injured to that Oklahoma State game. But it didn't sound super confident that he's going to be back in a game or two. It would not shock me if Jalen Daniels is going to end up missing two, three, four games by the time this is all said and done. I mean, Fitz, we still don't know if he's going to come back this year at this point. Um, There's a big question mark in in Lawrence at the quarterback position. Scott, remember, we're all day-to-day. (laughs) <laughs> we're all life is a series of 10 day contracts yes. and we're all just day to day. So remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at the drive 13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on the drive. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and it's time to take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House. Meet your friends at Kites and the Draft House since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Here are last week's results. It's taken back to back three and O's <laughs> to get me above 500. I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm announcing my retirement from the picks. <laughs> Fitz, the, the fans continue. They've taken the lead for the second straight year. I think we have to do something about yeah. that. We need to launch, launch an investigation here. I know. Why are these smart people watching this show? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Here's this week's games. We start with Kansas at Baylor. Kansas, a little surprising here, actually, is plus 9.5. So can Baylor win by 10 or more? Scott, 
I'll take Kansas to cover this one. We'll see what happens at the quarterback spot. I know both teams are dealing with some injury stuff I've there. I've missed KU two weeks in a row. I'm off the train. I'm off. Baylor will win this game. Well, next is K-State at TCU. K-State plus five and a half. Fitz, you like the Cats? Yeah, I do. And uh, this number's a little bit higher than I thought it would be, so I'll take the Cats. I will take TCU to cover, but I think this is going to be a great one. Our last game of the week is Texas at Oklahoma State. We set it up as a pick because we're simple. <laughs> But I, I like Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State, too. Texas is actually favored in this game, so maybe we're missing something, but I I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 It's time for On the Clock. On the Clock, sponsored by Carpet One, by Local for a Strong Local Community. Scott, take it away. Well, Fitz, just a quick point on the K basketball team, because maybe I shared some things that would give you some alarm about this team, but let's also talk about what they do well, okay? They're going to be a poised team. They return a good playmaker on the wing in Jalen Wilson, another veteran, like I mentioned, in Kevin McCuller, and you bring back a point guard from a national championship team. That's a huge deal. This should also be one of Bill Self's more athletic teams. There have been times where KU fans have called it labyrinths because of all the times they're throwing the ball up to the rim and just letting somebody dunk it home, and this should absolutely be one of those teams for KU this year. So it should be a fun team to watch, even if they are a little bit up and down. You know, anytime a new coach is hired, there comes a point where they need to make the breakthrough. And for Jerome Tang, it's going to be his first season, and maybe they will finish last. I don't know, but I think they're going to be a little bit better than that. But in football, Chris Kleiman's in year four, and this feels like, with this stretch, it's an opportunity for Kleiman to kind of put his foot down and say, this is my job now, and we're going to win a lot of football games in Manhattan. We'll see if they can start at Fort Worth. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media.